I need to know everything. Who and the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George. I hop in the Porsche, a five and a horse. I'm ready for war. I'm coming for ghosts to turn to a ghost. I need to know everything. Now you'd be surprised at the info you get is by letting them talk. So I'm letting them talk. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another damn fantasy podcast presented by Bite Size Sports. I'm Dan, and I've got Trevor here with me tonight. A lot of fun in store for tonight's show, man. I'm really excited. We're we're just about a week away from the draft. Tomorrow will be a week. Um, man, I can't wait. We get in our hometown too. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be so awesome. It's gonna be electric. Uh, I think they're talking three hundred some thousand fans coming in from around the country. Uh, it's gonna be awesome for Kansas City, uh, being the you know the Super Bowl champions and being able to host the draft. And <laughs> the draft's gonna be in the exact same place that we just had a, a rally in. Right. Like just a few <laughs> months ago. So um, really cool times uh, here in Kansas City. But but really, this is this is just all about these rookies, man. Uh, finally, we're going to figure out where they're going to land. Then we'll start to be able to dissect, you know, <laughs> what, what's what, what are they going to have? What's the playing time? Are they going to get any volume here? Right. Uh, so what team are they sitting in? You exactly. Know? Uh, will they be the week one starter as the quarterback? So I uh, can't wait for that part as well. Uh, but just the draft in general is just so fun. And it's kind of a, a kickoff to, to dynasty leagues uh, because all the rookie drafts really start to happen shortly right. thereafter. The NFL draft may, I think I have one starts the first week of June just to give us a little bit spread out. So, breathing room. <laughs> yeah. So for us to do a rookie mock draft today, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun and kind of, uh, obviously, I think if we did one today and we did one the Wednesday after the draft, it would it would look quite different. Yeah. Uh, but just because you'll have landing spots, but this one will be fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, before we get into our mock that we have planned for today, we are going to talk about some of the news around the league and how that's going to impact some of your fantasy teams as you head into the season. There's a lot of rumors going around, as as there always is, as we head into the NFL draft. Um, but we'll also give you the rookie forecast and kind of what, you know, Trevor and I, we keep our ears to the ground, kind of hear what's going on. And uh, there's been quite a bit of different things getting talked about. So we'll kind of hash that out and, and let you know how that would impact uh, not just the NFL draft as a whole, but you know, how it's going to impact these individual players on a fantasy level, which is what we're here for, right? We got to right. build these rosters up. So um, man, let's get into it. So fantasy implications for some signings, right? Odell Beckham Jr. Signed with the Ravens since we last got here. Tyler, good What's evening. <laughs> Can't wait to beat you in the draft. <laughs> Can you win a mock draft? Is that a thing? I think there's a, at least bragging rights if you get Bijan yeah. this year. That's right. <laughs> so Odell Beckham signs with the Ravens. Um, I was kind of surprised of all the places uh, for him to end up. That was kind of an under-the-radar location, especially with Lamar Jackson's status being up in the air. I don't know how much of an impact he really makes, to be honest with you, um, from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, I don't have a ton of interest here uh, with o Odell Beckham Jr., Maybe it makes, you know, if Lamar does come back and play, it potentially makes this the best wide receiving core he's played with. Mm -hmm. uh, just it, it, as far as depth, I think Marquise Hollywood Brown uh, right now is probably a, is definitely a better wide receiver than Odell Beckham. But as far as depth, uh, but I also still think they're going to snag another wide receiver here in the draft, which mm -hmm. um, 
That that puts Odell as essentially the wide receiver too. I would say, especially if it's a first round uh, right. wide receiver they take. So and and they're you know been mocked that quite a bit. So not a ton of interest here with with OBJ. Where does that put Rashad Bateman with Odell Beckham yeah. and and a possible drafting of a wide receiver? A guy I really liked, and I I liked the landing spot at the time because it felt like he had that opportunity to be the number one. With OBJ, though, maybe he can just settle in to, you know, the two spot or even the three role and just be more of a a, a floor guy, right? But he's probably not going to have a huge ceiling, but maybe he can be a decent, consistent wide receiver three for you on your fantasy teams. A guy you could probably, you know, potentially put in your flex each and every week and know, look, I'm not going to get the 30 burger, but I'll, I'll get a 10 points out of this guy. Right. Especially if you're thinking PPR. So, a lot to work out there in Baltimore. They they still got to figure out a way to get Lamar back. That that's obviously going to be the the most important piece of this whole thing. Right. But yeah, I think that Bateman uh, could potentially be just like a low floor, consistent player uh, that you might be able to play. You know, during the bye weeks and those kind of things. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's definitely the next domino to fall for the the Baltimore Ravens to see kind of how everything's going to shake out with them. So I, I'm ready for it to be done. To be honest with you, these quarterback sagas are just getting drawn out. (laughs) Yeah. And we got more trade rumors coming up. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Way too much money for OBJ. I actually was surprised. What is it? 15 million. 15. uh, And then up to 18 incentives. Yep. Another 3 million in incentives. And it just breaks it down where it like, um, they give them a bunch of different ranges for receptions, touchdowns, and yardage that, the total can be 3 million max. So see, I would have thought 18 million, but it would have been maybe like 9 million yeah. and then 9 million in incentives. Well, I think but, most of that salary too is from his signing bonus. Um, oh, so, yeah. he, you know, he's, it's a cap friendly sort of deal uh, with the way that they structured it, but you know, definitely so 15 million, nearly $20 million dollars for a guy coming off of back-to-back ACLs is kind of yeah. wild. And miss an entire season. Right. Even if it's Odell Beckham Jr. Speaking of another wide receiver from the 2014 draft class, Allen Robinson just got traded. That kind of got tossed around for a little bit. He demanded a trade uh, going into the offseason, and he finally lands with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They didn't have to give up much. Basically, they just swapped seventh-round picks really for odd. the right to send Allen Robinson over to Pittsburgh. And the Rams are still footing the bill for about 10 mil of his salary this year. Yeah, two-thirds of the salary for 17 picks. Like that's, You move up 17 picks is all you did, and, and he's still going to pay two-thirds of the $15 million <laughs> salary. Doesn't make doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, from a Rams perspective, maybe they're just like, whatever, let's save the $5 million. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't, I have no interest in, in Allen Robinson either. I don't think he's anything more than maybe like a wide receiver, five, six. He's like that. <laughs> if you want to throw a flyer, there's a lot of people in, in Pittsburgh trying to earn targets right now. Yeah. And um, Allen Robinson earned 14% of targets per route run uh, in LA last year. So not necessarily a guy who's earning targets when he is out there running routes. So that doesn't that doesn't interest me too much. No, not at all. Not at all. I think um, Deontay Johnson, Pickens, and Fryermuth are going to be the the premier guys there still catching passes. I think Najee Harris probably gets more targets out of the backfield than Allen Robinson sees uh, lining up out there at wide receiver. So 
definitely not something that interests me at all. But you know, I'm wishing him the best of luck. He's he's uh, he doesn't have many more years left. The, the one thing I can think money. of is since Lee said it in here for the audio listeners, he says Pickett to Pickens and Robinson. Maybe because they get a guy like Robinson, they feel a little bit better about their depth to move on from Deontay Johnson. Uh, mm. I believe Deontay Johnson is coming up for a contract extension. Uh, so I'm not sure, you know, maybe that maybe they're like, no, we're not going to pay this guy. I'm not saying they're going to trade him by any means, but I, I could, I guess I could see that potential to where they're saying, Hey, we've got Allen Robinson. We believe in this guy. That's why we traded for him, but they didn't give anything up for him. So I don't think they really believe, you know, yeah. a lot, you got to follow the money and they didn't give up any draft capital or any money to get this guy. So I think it's more of a depth play for them. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you, if the Rams are footing the bill, you're only moving back 17 spaces That's in the right. very last round of the draft. And you're getting a guy who's had multiple thousand yard receiving seasons with no names thrown on the ball. I mean, you, there's, it's definitely worth the risk for the Pittsburgh Steelers for sure. Um, but you know how much impact that's going to make not entirely sure that's interesting you bring up the possibility of them trading Deontay Johnson because it did seem like Pickens emerged as like that number one wide receiver target last year Johnson had a little bit of a down year from his uh all second team all pro season a few years ago and he is due for a contract here soon so um could be a potential draft night trade to keep your eyes open for called by Trevor first (laughs) I'm going to have to clip this off. Uh, let's keep <laughs> moving here so we can get to that mock draft. Yes, sir. Uh, the chosen one, or I would say not so chosen, <laughs> Anderson, uh, formerly known as Robbie Anderson, for, for those of you who haven't kept up on the woke news this year, uh, signed with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, so uh, what do you think about this, Dan? Are you interested in, in Robbie Anderson in a, maybe just even in Dynasty Leagues? Not not entirely, no. I mean, it's it's clear that Waddle and Tyreek Hill are getting all of the targets there, and if it's not them two, then the running backs are catching more passes than the tight end or the wide receiver three. Um, we already know Cedric Wilson has demanded a trade, so I think this is a similar situation to what the Steelers just did with Allen Robinson. They're trying to get some depth as they look for a place to send Wilson at the end of yeah. the day. So, you know, Robbie Anderson, a good number three option. Not a bad receiver by any means. He's definitely still a vertical threat. He can stretch the field still. So, you know, there's potential for that boomer bust if you have to plug yeah. him in on a bye week, but I'm not relying on him week to week. Could be a good, uh, you know, somebody like if uh, Tyreek Hill or or Jalen Waddle miss a game or something mm-hmm. uh, there. But, yeah, I would agree with that. Let's stick with the Dolphins because um, I saw this linked uh, this afternoon. I saw they are linked to Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry trade rumors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Dalvin cook would be the one that fits their scheme a little better if they traded for either one of them. But um, do you think either one's going to be traded? Do you think Miami actually pulls the trigger? So Derek Henry getting traded seems more likely. Is it going to be Miami trading for him? I don't know how eager the Titans would be to keep him in the conference. You know how that is when you trade your star player, you want to get him to the other side of things. So, you know, that one's kind of cloudy for me. I, I see Henry and definitely some other situations. Now, Dalvin Cook, I think it's more likely that the Vikings maybe release him instead of trading him, which has been the another rumor that's getting tossed around is they'll 
maybe cut him before the draft. They did re-up with Alexander Madison on a pretty uh, affordable contract, and we've all seen what Madison can do. You mentioned it already, Dalvin Cook. You know, you think he fits the Dolphins' offensive scheme better. I totally agree with that. Uh, better than Derrick Henry, that is. Um, Dalvin Cook's catching passes, and he's a little more dynamic. He's a little more multifaceted with his skill set. So, plus, he just got that shoulder surgery, so he should be ready to rock and roll out there. Um, so we'll see what happens. It, it's all going to depend on what Minnesota thinks about their running back room, and if they can secure a, a running back on day two, maybe there's a good chance that they do trade him or cut him. I'd be interested uh, in Dalvin if he goes to Miami. I would not be interested. I, I'm just not interested in Derrick Henry. He doesn't catch passes. I know he's your boy. Um, <laughs> I was going to pull this up. Omar Kelly on Twitter is where I found this, uh, an SI.com article there. So um, if you want to go check that out, what Omar has to say about Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry, uh, they are the betting favorites to move on to Miami. So that would be uh, uh, interesting. Nice. Double uh, have been, I think, okay, yeah. Both have been linked to the Cowboys if they don't get Bijan. So, mm. yeah, I mean, there's definitely some teams out there that are interested in some running backs. And it's not every year that we get – I mean, we got C-Mac last year, right? It was on the trade – in the trade market and they got moved. Uh, but we don't really get a lot of these uh, running backs, star running backs moved often. But these teams know what happens. And these guys are all – all the guys we're talking about right now are – over 27 years old, they're, they're right. going to start hitting their decline. We all see that every single year in the NFL, and, and, and these NFL guys know it as well. So, uh, But, you know, if you can get a good year or two out of them, link them up with – like a Derrick Henry with Tony Pollard, that would be fun. That'd be like awesome. That, you know, the, you get Zeke supersized. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> Zeke times 100, right, uh, with Derrick Henry, and then you get Tony Pollard with his athleticism catching passes out of the backfield. So that would be a, a kind of a fun pairing. Absolutely. Final, uh, final pre-draft rumor to kind of touch on All here. All right. If we have to. If you, <laughs> it's your boy, Trey Lance. That's right. There's, there's talks about him potentially getting traded. Now, from what I've seen, the Niners are not the ones engaging in these conversations or initiating in, initiating them is maybe a better word for it. They're not the ones initiating these conversations. It's people calling in, GMs calling in, testing and seeing what his availability is. And a lot of our rookie rumors that are coming up here that we're going to talk about, especially when you're looking at the quarterback rumors that are getting tossed around, it kind of makes sense. Um, if they're calling on San Francisco, San Francisco doesn't have a pick until – pick 100 or something like yep. that it's pretty later late in the draft they could be looking to acquire some capital they like what they saw from brock purdy maybe they can make that trade and and acquire some extra capital and and give one of these teams that is drafting a little earlier maybe they need a quarterback get them that quarterback in trey lance yeah it, it really would make more sense for san francisco to to move on from one of these guys right because they just they just brought in the backup um, the veteran, I, I can't remember the name. Um, he's not going to be the starter, but Darnold. Right? Yes. Yeah. They yep. just brought in Darnold. That's right. So they bring in Sam Darnold to kind of, as a more insurance here, Brock Purdy is starting to, to seem like he might be better earlier in the season than expected originally. So, uh, if it's going to be, if it's going to be the Purdy show, then maybe it is just time to, to move on from Lance, but I would love it. Uh, we were talking in our discord today about Lance going to Minnesota. I would love for Trey Lance as a Trey Lance 
truther. I need to change my thing from <laughs> a rich truther to Trey Lance truther. As a Trey Lance truther, I would love to see him in a place like Minnesota uh, in that type of an offense <laughs> with those weapons. Like, yes, sir. Man. Uh, I would be all in again uh, for, a, for a guy like <laughs> Trey Lance. And I'll just say this here since I brought up the Discord. If you all want to join our Discord, uh, it's a free public Discord. Come on in. Talk shop with the Bite Size Sports guys. Uh, we talk NBA. We talk NFL. We just talk random stuff uh, every once in a while. Oh, yeah. So I'll put the <laughs> link in the chat. But if you're interested in Discord, come on over to ours and uh, just talk sports uh, all day, every day, right? Like that's just what we do is talk sports. Dan, take us into the rookie forecast. Yes, sir. Rookie forecast. And we're starting it by letting you all know today is the very last day for these rookie prospects to visit with NFL teams. They had to wrap everything up. We got a big rush of final Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport tweet notifications to tell us, you know, this person's here. We had Broderick Jones in Kansas City today. Zay Flowers was working out with Patrick Mahomes down there in Texas. A lot sick. of visits, a lot of uh, intermingling here before it, draft time comes. Each start, start, you know, get on that fire. Make that, make that trade <laughs> happen. Get up in there. Let's go. Get up in there. So you mentioned it uh, pre-show. We kind of talked about it. Bryce Young. He is now the overwhelming favorite to go number one. Is that kind of what it's looking like? Yeah, it, uh, he is the overwhelming favorite. So he is currently at minus 1450 to be the number one overall pick. And Stroud has dropped all the way to plus 800. So when they're obviously, they're both moving in very, very different directions. Um, <laughs> and this happened pretty quickly. So as you see on the screen, I'll, I'll kind of zoom in a little bit. This is a, a, a graph over at sportsbettingdime.com. And they just kind of tracked it from, you know, May of last year through the, the college football season into the offseason. March 1st, Bryce Young minus 165, C.J. Stroud plus 365. That's pretty tight. And it stayed pretty tight all the way through. C.J. Stroud even took the lead, you know, in terms of odds. And then, you know, April 10th, they're about the same. And all of a sudden this week, they are completely separated. So somebody who's making odds knows something about Carolina that, you know, guys like Adam Schefter may not know because they're not necessarily um, speaking about it quite yet. They, they are keeping it pretty close to their chest, but at least the odds makers believe it is going to be Bryce Young at number one in Carolina. Man, that's so, so wild how that, uh, how that's progressed this off season. And, you know, these guys in Vegas, they know their stuff. They know a lot more oh, than yeah. Uh, than what the average show is going to know. So I, I feel like this is this kind of pointing it that Bryce Bryce Young is going to go to um, Carolina, right? But what does that mean for C.J. Stroud? Well, he had a visit today with the Atlanta Falcons who hold the eighth pick in the draft. Nice. So okay. that's quite the slide to go from yes. projected o number one overall to potentially the eighth pick. Well, in between the Falcons and the Panthers, there's a ton of QB needy teams. Um, the Texans, however, are being rumored to take a defensive player. Will Anderson, one of the better edge rushers in the draft from Bama, is now rumored to to potentially go to Houston. Dan, I, I'm pretty certain you and I talked about this in our last show, and I, I I think I asked you just randomly, what if what if Carolina took Bryce Young? Like, would Houston just automatically take C.J. Stroud? 
And we were both like, probably like, why wouldn't they? <laughs> it seems like the default. <laughs> it does. It does seem like the default, but it does not seem like that's what's going to happen. Right. Uh, again, going back to the odds, it, Will Anderson is the the heavy favorite. I don't know what the Texans are doing right now. Um, I have seen a little bit of the talk about them trading out of this pick. If Bryce Young is gone, apparently they just fell in love with Bryce Young, expected Bryce Young to be there. And now that he's not, you know, now that he's expected not to be there, they're just going to go away from the quarterback position and take a guy like Will Anderson. Um, I really think it's a massive mistake for the Houston Texans in that organization to not take Young or Stroud, whoever's left over here. Yeah, no, I totally agree. If they don't end up with a new quarterback in some way, shape, or form when it's all said and done, then it definitely would be a failure for that that new regime that's kind of taken over. Casario, their GM, he's been there, but D'Amico Ryan's the new head coach. He's gonna he's gonna need somebody to quarterback that offense. And um, this kind of takes me back to the Trey Lance rumors we just talked about, right? He has connections in San Francisco. D'Amico Ryan's does. Maybe there's something they're trying to do. The Texans have quite a bit of draft capital. There's a strong chance that maybe they try to trade for him if they don't end up taking a guy there, which if they can pull that trade off, then taking Will Anderson is a solid, solid pick. Or they could trade back and acquire even more draft capital after they make that trade. So um, that's just uh, kind of an observation how I'm looking at it here of what what they might do. Um, But what do you think about that? All right, I was uh, I was uh, getting our getting our guys in the the mock draft to let them know we're about ten minutes out. Um, <laughs> I I I, um, I can't get I can't get over this the Will Anderson thing. I think that if what if if they take Will Anderson, like could they take a quarterback later, like they a Hendon Hooker? You know, they like could, could they like bring it? Could they trade back into the the back end of the first round and do like and get Hendon Hooker something like that? Um, not, not 100% sure, but let's not spend too much time on, on speculation <laughs> with the Texans. Um, these guys are ready to fire this draft up, but we got to get through a couple more rookies here. Yes, yes, sir. So Will Levis getting projected to go ahead of Anthony Richardson. I think you and I both kind of disagree with that. Um, but Richardson recently took his visit with the Baltimore Ravens, who hold the 22nd overall pick. What do you think the odds are of them of him falling to 22 versus getting traded up for it. No, I think all four of these guys will end up going um, early still. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I think somebody's going to trade up. Uh, I think that teams are going to make moves really. If we're looking at it after, after the, you know, the Cardinals sitting at three who obviously could trade out easily, they're going to be sitting in the best spot to trade out. Um, after that, there's, there's, Five straight teams that could absolutely use a quarterback. Now they already have a quarterback, of course, but they could still use a, a, a new, you know, the Colts, the Seahawks, the Lions, the Raiders, the Falcons, all of those teams could absolutely use a quarterback. And so if some of these players start to slide, I would see, you know, some of these teams that maybe didn't expect to have a chance to take CJ Stroud, jump on Stroud. And now these teams that didn't expect to have a chance to take a Richardson or, or Levis. Oh, okay. Well, he, now he's here unexpectedly I'm going to take them. So I think, I think all four of these uh, quarterbacks end up in the top 10 uh, at the end of the day on on Thursday. That would not surprise me at all. 
Uh, one final piece, and we can get into the mock draft, man. I know everyone's chomping at the bit. I'm honestly ready to get into it as well. So uh, we did our mock, our round one mock with the rest of the bite size guys on Monday. And our mock draft resulted in only one of this um, one tight end from this amazing class of rookie tight ends landing yeah. in the first round. It was Dalton Kincaid. I mean, which of these tight ends do you think do not get selected in the first round? I mean, we we kind of worked it out to where all of the top five, except for Kincaid, made it to round two. Yeah, uh, ultimately, I am I'm in the camp that Kincaid and Mayer are drafted in the first round. And then mm-hmm. kind of Washington's that wild card. Um, I'm intrigued by this, this tight end class. Just when's the last time we've been excited about a tight end class like this? <laughs> uh, they're deep. And even the, you know, fifth and sixth guy is going to, you know, potentially have some fantasy value, you know, maybe two to three years down the road, but definitely have some fantasy value. So um, I think on Thursday, Kincaid and Mayer end up getting drafted. Washington's the wild card. Um, but I wouldn't see more than three in the first round. And I expect to see, you know, probably five to six by at least the middle of round three um, all off the board already. Gotcha. <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm ready to, to get this thing started up, man. Um, one question for you while we, uh, while we get everything fired up. So Bijan Robinson, obviously the number one fantasy football dynasty league prospect for this year. Is there any team, if you hold pick 101, is there any team that you absolutely do not want Bijan Robinson going to? And because he's getting projected anywhere from I don't know. Pick eight I mean, to the Falcons all the way through to the Chiefs at 31. With this guy's talent, like I don't think it matters where he goes. Maybe, yeah. maybe San Francisco, but they don't have a first round pick, right? Like you wouldn't want him <laughs> in San Francisco. Um but no, I mean, I, I'm trying to think through this, and there's really not a landing spot that I would just be absolutely stuck. I mean, the New York Giants behind Saquon, but that would be a probably with a Saquon trade, something yeah. to there if that happened. Um, the New York Jets to to be paired with Brees Hall, that wouldn't necessarily be fun. The Jaguars with ETN wouldn't be fun. You know, I don't want him to be um, automatically in a committee, so I'd yeah. like him to be the absolute number one. Plus, but, it drops the stock of those guys, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so more about the other guys almost than, than him himself, too. Absolutely. All right, let me get oh, this man. pulled up. If I'm you're in the dope. chat with us, uh, the rookie mock draft is full, which is awesome. Yeah, thank you, everyone, for taking the time to do this with us, too. It's. I, I, I'm going to hit the – I'm sorry. I'm going to hit the randomizer one time, and I'll hit start button here um, as you tell everybody thanks and – no it's just so much better whenever you have actual people in here giving their opinions i feel like there's more parody than the uh the auto draft robot (laughs) on these on these apps that we do so definitely appreciate it and you know don't don't be afraid to to chat with us whether it's through sleeper or here on the on the show absolutely um yeah let's get this draft started if you are oh so great. close <laughs> two, you got the 102 no Bijan robinson for you I'll, I'll hang out here at the back end of the first round if you're with us here thank you so much for being here uh 
subscribe to Bite Size Sports. Dan and I are here every other Wednesday night during the offseason. Uh, definitely, I would assume we'll probably do a couple more uh, mock drafts as we go and get ready for our own rookie drafts in May and in June. But hit that subscribe button and hit that like button for us and, and join the chat. Join the chat and let us know about our picks, and we'll let you know about your picks. That's what we're here for. Uh, Lions would be a horrible for Bijan. I actually I could get I could get behind this too because they've got Montgomery there now. DeAndre Swift's obviously there. Right. They seem to not know how to use any running backs other than Jamal Williams. So uh, I, I could get down with this one too. I feel like that would be a similar situation to what you explained with the Giants too, though. Like DeAndre Swift likely gets traded in that scenario. Yeah, for yeah, I, I could agree with that. Just like yeah, because I'm gonna keep the chat up just to kind of allow other people to see their chat too. Uh, I was kind of hoping that Daryl was here. I know that we kind of started and then didn't didn't start it. So I'm trying to see if he's here. Um, oh, can't type. Yeah, I would agree. I think that DeAndre Swift gets the gets shipped out of town if they were to draft somebody like that. Um, G baby fresh says when you guys are discussing quarterbacks, you should be talking the top five. Uh, I kind of did mention Hinden hooker a little bit, uh, earlier. I, I, in our mock draft that we did on bite size sports on Monday, we had Hinden hooker as a, the fifth quarterback who was drafted in the first round. Um, so I, I agree. I think that Hinden hooker could potentially be in that top, you know, he's in the top five conversation. Um, I just don't think he's going to be in the top 10 where these other quarterbacks will run. Man, how were you, were you uh, hoping the, the auto draft would not take Bijan? The auto draft, not only am I one spot back from Bijan, but the auto draft is what claims him. That's always a tough, uh, a tough run. Even if you're in a redraft league, you, yeah, don't like the guy that has the auto draft turned on. <laughs> But um, looking at all these prospects, right, we are mocking this up for a super flex league. QBs carry a little bit of extra weight. I think that's why these rankings are kind of held up the way that they are, right? Top three on the board, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. That's kind of how I would look at it for those QBs, followed by Will Levis a little bit further down. And then, of course, can't fail to mention Hendon Hooker. <clears throat> for me, I think I got to roll with, I mean, my guts before this week was telling me CJ Stroud, um, but I think I got to roll with the odds makers here. They seem to have a good feeling about Bryce Young. Um, hard for me not to take Anthony Rich Richardson with the intangibles that he presents, but uh, I'm going to roll with Bryce Young. Here is my pick number two in the, uh, I mean, in the super flex style that we've got here, it, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, there goes Richardson. Man, right the I love it. I absolutely love it. You know that I would absolutely – I would take – I'm taking Anthony Richardson at two overall. Yep, here uh, they go. That's goes. what I'm doing if I'm in that spot uh, on a super flex right now. I'm taking Anthony Richardson number two. <laughs> I really hope he lands in Indianapolis. I would love for that that uh, that landing spot for him. Mm -hmm. uh, G. Baby Fresh says here – if you're low on Levis and Hooker goes 23rd to Minnesota, which would be a lot of a lot of fun. Yeah, he could he could sit a year in Minnesota behind yeah. Kirk Cousins and then come in next year. That would be a lot of fun. I think I would definitely have Hooker moving up the draft board a little bit if he was to yep. have a landing spot like Minnesota. I could see him going to Tampa as well. I think that's another spot that he's getting mocked too frequently. If you're talking Hinton Hooker, um, 
you know, you could also see him, another team potentially trading up for him, maybe back into round one to snag him. So those are all very likely spots, you know, in the back end of that round, that first round. Even the Lions could take him at pick 18, right? Jared Goff's not going to be there forever. So. Uh, so for the audio listeners, so far, Bijan number one, Bryce Young two, uh, with Dan's pick, Anthony Richardson goes three, CJ Stroud four. I think those those four are going to be the top four. I think that's pretty standard right now in a super flex league, along with the fifth pick here with, with uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, also known as JSN, going fifth overall. That's a very standard spot here. Little interested in, in – and uh, Jameer Gibbs here at eight. What are your thoughts around Gibbs here over guys like Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers? <clears throat> Jameer Gibbs, I mean, he's been getting a lot of love as far as running backs go. He's the clear number two there um, Run coming out of Alabama. Obviously, they're just like a running back factory down there. Um, I think there's a good chance a contender scoops him up in round two. And putting him in a potent offense, you're going to get your value immediately. Taking Jameer Gibbs over guys like I'm not super high on Addison or Johnston, to be honest with you. I definitely like Flowers a little bit more than those two guys if I'm looking at the wide receivers. Um, and then outside of that, man, I'm loving the tight ends from this class. I have a lot of value put into those guys. How how soon do you think you're going to? pull the trigger on a, a tight end. Will Levis goes at 107, Zay Flowers at 108. Yep. But uh, how soon do you think he'll pull the trigger on tight end? I'm telling you, if I'm at the back end of a 12-man rookie draft for Dynasty and I don't get one of the premier quarterbacks, I don't get Jameer Gibbs or Bijan, I don't get one of these two wide receivers, then tight end moves up my board in a hurry. And I'm looking at Mayer and Kincaid as that guy. And then hoping that when I come back around for round two, I maybe pick up one of those other wide receivers that I can take a flyer on. Yep, there goes Mayor. There goes Mayor right there. Absolutely. 109, just as you were talking about it. Um, yep. That's a really nice spot <laughs> <clears throat> uh, at 109 there. I, I'm probably looking, currently still putting them at the, the front end of the second round. I don't know if I'm quite ready to, to take – Mayor at, at 109 uh, over a uh, Jordan Addison. Uh, I Zach Charbonnet is starting to become a name. I like Devin uh, Akine. Is it Akine yep. or Akine? Akine? I, I think that's how you, the second one. <laughs> I'm really starting to. Uh, I, the more I research on him, the more I see some of his uh, measurables. I'm starting to like him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. uh, this is still a super flex. So. Uh, you know, Hinton Hooker, although he's way down here for sleeper, ton of value with Superflex and, yep. and the fact that, that you, you're going to need that second quarterback. So um, I, I, I want to make sure that I keep him on my mind, too, here at the back end of round one. If you're in the chat here, let us know <laughs> who do you think. Is this too early for uh, tight end at 109 with Mayer going off here with uh, Nick with a pick taking him at, at 109. What do you guys think about that? Let us know in the chat while you're here. Wait, on Jimmy's brother here guy. to uh, go ahead. He's got the uh, the super bad reference in the name here. You're Jimmy's brother, you're the singer. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, love I, didn't that. Even, I didn't even pick up on it. <laughs> 
But, you know, with tight end, the reason why I'm carrying a little more value on him, I think, is just because of the lack of value in the position group as a whole. I mean, this past year, we saw that Travis Kelsey was the only true <laughs> valuable tight end with flashes from Hawkinson and Goddard and Kittle and those guys. Um, and Andrews, too, of course. But, man, I'm just looking for that next guy to to kind of take that leap and the way this class is getting talked about, it's given me a lot of hope for him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're going to have, you know, you're not going to necessarily be able to put most of these guys in that starting lineup year one. Um, I mean, we even saw Kyle Pitts had some success year one uh, and then a, a little bit of low in year two. You're going to have to wait two to three years potentially for some of these guys, mm-hmm. but that's, that's tight end prime. Get them to be about 26 years old, a couple of years in the league. And that is the prime age for tight ends. Um, so I like that a lot. Impressive Akine pronunciation. I think you're the first a- analyst I've come across. Who? Wow. Well, thank you, Rink. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was right, so I'm glad I had that right. I do not <laughs> like Winston Johnson here. I think he's going to fall on Thursday night, so I'm a little bit worried about his landing spot currently. I would have taken Jordan Addison for sure. Um, Hinton Hooker is on my mind right now. I assume mm-hmm. Sure Shot 504 snags him at the turn. And so for that reason, if I'm in this situation, I want to go get one of my two guys. I, I could live with uh, Charbonnet, big speed, not as much, but Akine is there, right? So he might double tap running back, but I know he's going to take Hendon Hooker. So I'm going to go ahead and snipe him with Hendon Hooker now, Yep. and uh, I'll come back and get my running back later. That's what I would do too, man. I see Quentin Johnston going here on this turn for sure. And especially in most mocks, obviously a lot of these guys in this mock can hear what we're saying, <laughs> but yeah, for uh, sure. But that's, that's the fun part about it. Right. Draft yeah. against us. Come beat us. Um, DJ here says not too early for tight end, just the wrong one. He's a, he's a Kincaid guy. Oh man. I forgot. This wasn't a, this is a linear, like our regular drafts would be. So obviously you're up again. Oh, dang. Let me get this. I uh, forgot I didn't snake it because most rookie drafts are not snaked. True that. So, so sorry Quentin to Johnston. throw you off there. Quentin Johnston goes. Oh, man, I was out of my – I was not expecting <laughs> to get this opportunity here. Uh, there right? you go. Hey, let me I don't know why. I, I guess just because we're drafting, I automatically assumed it was snake. But I remember when I set it up, like, we don't snake draft in rookie drafts. So why would we do it in a mock draft? <laughs> Very true, man. So I know I talked up tight end quite a bit. I'm going to roll with my guy here, Kincaid. There we go. And that's what BJ said as well in the chat, that Kincaid will be the guy yep. um, here. He's yeah, getting three, talked about as the top guy here. Three tight ends that are, are going to be pretty solid now. Um, Washington's just so big. and I, I'm just excited to see him play Yeah, uh, in the NFL. The skill set is great. Musgraves is fine. Um, you know, I actually listened a little bit on. There goes Jalen Hyatt. Tucker Craft a little bit, and it kind of started make me like him a little bit more um, as the running back or the wide receivers, excuse me, start to go off the board here in the second round. You know, now that I'm thinking back, like I don't think I would have taken Hendon Hooker at one one eleven if it wasn't the snake. Like, yeah. I took him because I was I was thinking it's a snake draft, uh, but obviously know the draft and know the room. I probably don't take <laughs> Hendon Hooker at that point in time, 
Um, I probably would have uh, picked between Charbonnet and Akine. Right now, I have Akine a little bit ahead uh, with that pass catching ability. So that's probably where I would have went at the time. There goes Zach Evans. So G Baby Fresh says in the chat here, if Charbonnet goes 60th to Cincy, then Mixon is and Mixon is cut. I don't know what landing spot Gibbs could go to where you'd take him ahead. <clears throat> so he's thinking Charbonnet should be ahead of, of Gibbs here as far as his ranking goes. Same you know, if, if that plays out that way and, and Mixon is cut, I think that is a solid, solid play for, uh, you know, as far as the Charbonnet rankings. But that's the tough part about this this part in the process, right? We don't know where these guys are going to end up. If you're just looking at the raw talent and the ceiling minus any of those schemes, and I think Gibbs carries a little bit of a better skill set. But if you put Charbonnet in that scenario where he's got a top-five quarterback, he has a solid passing game, the offensive line is much improved. I mean, that's a phenomenal situation for a rookie running back to land in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great team, great organization. Uh, you're going to learn, you know, from, from some of the best best to do it. They just were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Uh, you can't ask for much more. And Joe Mixon, uh, with his off-the-field issues now and his age, again, we you know, he's he's right there with the Dalvin Cooks and Derrick Henrys of the world. Um, I, I think that I wouldn't be surprised if he were to get cut here. Just to catch everybody up um, on the second round so far, Quentin Johnson led us off at the 201, followed by Dalton Kincaid, Jalen Hyatt, Josh Downs. I can't say Izzy's name. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I got I got Akine's down, but I don't have Izzy's yeah. down. Uh, if you have it down, you can say it. And then uh, Zach Evans here. I think it's a Boniconda, but I could be off a Boniconda. So yeah. there you go. And then uh, there goes Akine uh, by Warshak at 207. Keandre Miller goes at 208. So a nice little run of running backs. I like this is, I, I love too. this. this. This actually feels good to me. Just this is, uh, I think, the only my second mock draft that I've done so far. And just the this run of running backs is kind of, you know, if I'm sitting in that 105 spot and I can get JSN and then get my pick of the the running backs here in the second round. I, I like that a lot because yeah. um, I, I really think that the depth of this class is, is real. And I yeah. like the depth of the running backs a little bit more than I like the depth of the wide receivers in this class. I'm totally with you there. And that's been a big knock on this class is like, there's so much running back talent, but because of all the talent currently in the league, these teams do not need running backs the way that they would have in the past. So these guys are getting pushed down a little bit for these other positions of need where talent's a little bit thinner. But I mean, if you look at the every NFL roster, like there's a guy that has had a thousand yard season on almost every single one of these rosters. So, um, you know, it's just a tough break for these guys coming in this year. Jameer Gibbs, I mean, um, Akine, Charbonnet, those guys could all be number one picks if we rewound the clock about 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it's so weird with the, the, with the NFL. We were we didn't talk about B. John Robinson uh, pre-draft like we were going to. We kind of had it in our show notes. Uh, but I was going to talk just about that, about how I'm so intrigued to see um, not only where all the running backs fall, but where Bijan falls because, you know, in 2020, Jonathan Taylor falls to the second round. Uh, yeah. But he was the highly regarded running back. RIPs, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I, I wish the Chiefs would have taken Johnny Taylor. 
But yeah. uh, you know what I mean? So, or so Dobbins or Swift. <laughs> or Dobbins or Swift, any of them. Anybody like Clyde. Um, but then you, the next year you have Harris and um, is was it ETN that year that go back to back in the first round. Last year you get a couple guys in the first round. So it's just – it's like what is the NFL going to do this year? Are they going to go first round? Are they going to go top ten? you know, with the first round with Bijan or are they going to say, no, we still don't, you know, value the running back that much. We're not yeah. going to over overshoot for a guy like a Bijan or any of these other running backs. How do you narrow the gap between Gibbs to Charbonnet to RB4? Take your pick. I mean, <laughs> I yeah. made a comment about this in our last show, right? I think it's like Bijan's the clear number one. And then after Gibbs, it's like very slim degrees of separation um, between all of those running backs. I think all of them bring a lot, um, a lot to the game. They're all super talented. They're all dynamic for the most part. Like there's a lot here. I mean, even look at Roshan Johnson, right? He sat behind the number one in a lot of these rankings, the number one or the number two overall draft prospect and, he still is getting looked at as a potential day two pick. So it's just kind of wild. And he's yeah, still available yeah. for me. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know which one I would take right now at, at four. Um, well, well, I do. I would take a Kine um, at four over all these other guys. So I don't know who I would take at five right now between the yeah. rest of these guys. Um, I would let my draft, I guess, kind of come to me there. Uh, but I do think it is starting to, to become pretty clear. It's Charbonnet, uh, Gibbs, Robinson, three to one. I went backwards, but that's kind of clear to me. <laughs> um, while you take your pick, I'm going to talk about my pick real quick. I took uh, I took uh, Marvin Mims here at 211. You sniped me. Oh, there we go. That's what I like to hear. Uh, I do like him a little bit over uh, Cedric Tillman, although I think Cedric Tillman is a fine uh, pick here at the back end of the second round. So many running backs went off the board. Tajay Spears uh, could have been somebody I, I, I would have looked at, pass catcher there. But with all those running backs off the boards, I had to go back to my my bread and butter. That's wide receiver. Marvin Mims, 20 and a half, 22 and a half point, excuse me, 22 and a half percent target share last year in his last year of college he's up in the you know 94th percentile in speed and in 90th percentile in burst score so i'm gonna take a little bit of the that athleticism here at the back end of the second round um cedric tillman goes after that then darnell washington the third tight end off the board at 301 dan you are up here where are you going so I really wanted Marvin Mims. I wanted to round out my draft with a wide receiver prospect that I that I liked. Um, what's what's his name? Keishon Booty. Is that how you say his name out of LSU? Yeah, Booty. I've been hearing a lot of buzz on him. Not super hype on him. I'm gonna go ahead and make my pick, and I'll keep talking through it. So, um, Rishi Rice is another guy that I've I've uh, you know done a little bit of research on, and I come to to like him a little bit better as as I've kind of moved through this process towards draft day. Um, another guy, if we were going four rounds, A.T. Perry later in the draft, I really like him um, out of Cincinnati. And then Roshan Johnson's who I ended up rolling with, right? He's sitting behind the very best player in the entire draft, um, according to a lot of these analysts out here. So, you know, very talented guy. He just happens to be stuck behind Bijan Robinson. So I'm 
eager to see where he ends up. I think he's got a strong running style, something that's going to tra- translate really well to the NFL, and um, he's going to get an opportunity. So I'm going to roll with him as a running back just because I'm not super high. I don't feel like I need to spend the capital on any, any of these wide receivers that are available. Yeah, and, and we talked about it earlier, right? I, I think the depth of the running backs is a little bit better than these wide receivers. So um, just kind of go ahead and continue to hammer those running backs. Musgraves tight end goes the fourth tight end off the board goes at 303. Uh, Sean Tucker at 304. I don't know Mingo. I can, Jerome Mingo. I can't remember his first I think name. It's Jonathan Mingo. Jonathan yep. Mingo. At Ole Miss. Um, at three, 305. Running back Brown at 306. Chase and we Brown. are at Chase Brown. So C.H. Uh, Noah goes three straight running backs. He's ready to just dive into this running back class. <laughs> Uh, you yeah, know, solid crew. Yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. Obviously, we don't have any pre, you know, uh, pre rosters or anything like that coming into this as we're just mocking it up. But right, you know, maybe you are set at the the running the wide receiver position, and you just want to continue to hammer these young running backs. Um, a lot of people would rather just have the the rookies or the second year running backs see which one pans out the best and keep rolling with it. Uh, there's, you know, there's only so many running backs in the league. So, uh, and most, most of these roster positions, you're playing two or three uh, and there's only, you know, 32 teams and, and one or two per team. So you're trying to just find anybody and everybody you can to fill these rosters and your starting spots. There goes booty. I was kind of hoping he would continue to fall. Um, <laughs> hey, getting him on the back end of the third round. I think that's great. That would be great value. Yeah, I like that a lot. Kayshawn Booty at 307. Uh, 308 is uh, Xavier Hutchison out of Iowa State. And then uh, a couple Stetson quarterbacks here. Bennett. A couple quarterbacks. You know, it is it is a super flex league. So go ahead and, and have yourself one. I um, Stetson Bennett's not the one I would like, but he's on auto draft. So I'm sure that's probably why yeah. that happened. Um. Yeah, I, I think Stetson Bennett's a fine flyer in the fifth round if you if you run five rounds on a on a draft in your league, but maybe not in round three. <clears throat> We've talked a lot about these running backs. Uh, I'm gonna go right back to the wide receiver though. Uh, Rashi Rice is sitting here for me. You kind of talked him up a little bit at the back end of round three. I'm not gonna be uh, too overly upset about that. 6'1", 204. He's got a little bit of, uh, you know, he's not huge, but he's going to bring some speed in here out of SMU. I'll take Rishi Rice. I, I feel it's like a pretty decent value um, for what what would he be now, the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th, so 12th wide receiver off the board. How many years does 12 receivers, you know, not even last two rounds in rookie drafts because everybody wants those <laughs> wide receivers, so – I'll take him in the back end of the third round. Uh, if you participated in that draft, um, oh, sorry, one last pick for those of you at home listening afterwards. Jaden Reed out of Michigan State goes three twelve. Thank you all for uh, joining the draft. That was a, that. That's a lot of fun. I just love being able to talk through some of the picks as we go along because <laughs> we can sit here and talk about rookies all day. But when you actually start to see the flow of a draft and how that works. Um, and to be able to talk through that a lot is, is a lot right. of fun. So 
Um, let me just tell everybody on here, thanks for joining. And then, you know, Dan, before before we uh, jump out of here, we could, we could kind of finish up some rookies if you want to talk a little bit more about a couple of rookies we weren't able to touch base on um, during the draft. Yeah, so I mean, um, just kind of looking at uh, looking at uh, the sheet here, <laughs> Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, and Jalen Hyatt, they've all been kind of looking like round two, day two guys um, as, as the most recent mocks are painting out. All these rumors are coming out. All these needs are coming out as far as, you know, free agent signings, where guys are going. Um, more guys are getting picked up and that's changing the needs of these teams. And it's pushing some of these wide receivers back further and further. This is not the class that we've gotten as far as wide receivers go the last three or four years, right? It's a little bit thinner mm -hmm. and, you know, I feel like it would be foolish for teams to reach on these kinds of guys. Um, you know, Hyatt is back in round one, early round two. I feel like, Quentin Johnson's early round two Addison of these three guys could absolutely go round one. And, you know, for some of these teams, they need a guy, right? Like Baltimore, they could really use a third wide receiver. Uh, the, the chargers, those kinds of guys, uh, or those kinds of teams could be selecting these guys. But, you know, outside of that, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I would not be surprised to see those yeah. other guys go in round two. Jordan Addison is definitely my favorite to go in round one still here. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been reading a lot about Quentin Johnson. Just, you know, well, there was that report that came out that they were, they were afraid that he was going to, I don't know if it, well, he wasn't invited to the draft or there was some type of, maybe I read the headline wrong, but essentially the NFL was like, ah, we don't really want to sit, you know, sit around and have a Jordan love situation when you're not going to be drafted potentially even in, you know, the first round. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't know. I think that obviously any, anyone doesn't, you know, these guys, they don't really care if it's the day one or day two, once they're drafted, they're going to be ready to get to work. Yeah. But I, I like Jordan Addison um, a lot more than Johnston and Hyatt. Johnston is just so big. I really started to like him uh, for a team like the chiefs because they don't yeah. have big wide receivers. But then the, the, the more you look into the way that he played, and maybe it was because it was at TCU, and, uh, you know, although they made the championship game, that the style of play wasn't necessarily throw it up to, to Quentin Johnson. He played a lot more like a small receiver would, um, you know, slot, slants, get over the middle, not a go up and, and catch that, you know, contested catch over and over and over again, which you want to see out of those big wide receivers. So, I don't know if that's the reason why they're falling um, or, or not, but yeah, I like Jordan Addison the most uh, out of the three that you mentioned there. Let's uh, let's talk Bijan Robinson before we do. I do want to say, uh, you know, thanks Lance for jumping in here um, as he tells us good job and good luck with our rookie drafts. Good luck with yours as Appreciate well, it, Lance. If you if you are still here, hit that like button. Subscribe to Bite Size Sports uh, for live shows this week. Started on Monday with an NFL mock draft. Uh, all eight of us got on here and uh, mocked it out uh, for the first round. A lot of fun there. Um, I did put that in our show description. The link is in there. So so go check that out after we're mm -hmm. off here tonight. Last night, Necessary Roughness goes. They're our NFL flagship uh, show. And then tomorrow night, 
the bounce brings you the NBA playoffs and all the updates there. So man, subscribe to Bite Size Sports, man. We are uh, we're here giving it to you every week, even if we're horse like I am tonight. <laughs> uh, Dan, Bijan Robinson, my man, is he gonna land in the top ten? Man, land in the top ten. I as much as I like Bijan Robinson. We haven't. When's the last time we saw a wide receiver taken even in the top half of the draft of the first round? You know, uh, I would just be. I would honestly be shocked if I saw any of those teams select him in the top half of that of the draft. I think at the very earliest he goes pick fourteen, maybe to the Patriots, um, and that's a that's like at the very earliest in my yeah. opinion. Um, but, you know, the follow-up here is, does he make it past the Bills and Cowboys, who appear to be the most needy Dude. running back teams? I First, I don't know why the Cowboys are so needy. I love Tony Pollard. I don't, like, but Jared Jones wants his running back, I guess. And um, I I just don't want him to go to the Bills. <clears throat> like, I don't, I don't want him to either. go to the Bengals. I don't want him to go to the Bills as a as Chiefs fan. So, um, as – fantasy as fantasy players getting into an offense like the bills would be freaking <laughs> awesome right uh, from a fantasy standpoint be a whole lot of fun um, I don't know if you can increase his value any more than it already is but uh getting into the bills would definitely increase his value yeah um, I mean that's not a situation I, I want the chiefs to have to deal with <laughs> no, <laughs> not at means. all uh, I, or the Eagles you know the Eagles are sitting at 10 that's kind of the the team that I've I've kind of looked at like, well, maybe they could take Bijan Robinson. They need a they need a running back, and they have a little bit of, um, I would say, draft equity. So that you know, not necessarily a free pick, but with the roster pretty well intact coming back, um, yep. and you get a top ten pick here. So, and I believe they have a second first round pick as well. Yeah. Right. So you kind of have a little bit of luxury here uh, at the top of the draft. So I could see them potentially pulling the trigger. But yeah, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, Brees Hall was the number one guy last year. He doesn't get tra- taken to the early second round. Right. So that's just, I just, I'm intrigued to see how the NFL treats B. John Robinson on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, just to, to see where he does end up falling. Uh, I think if the Eagles don't take him at 10, it's just going to be like at that point in time that like, that's the earliest I could, I think he goes. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Falcons take him at eight. I think the Falcons are looking to trade up. I think, you know, mm. uh, who was at the Falcons today? Stroud. Yep. Like that's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the Falcons are trying to make a move to go up, to get one of these guys, whether it's with Houston or with Arizona. Uh, but if it's, if it's not the Eagles at 10, I think that's when it starts to really become the, the watch for Bijan, like how far does he fall? And it's not a knock on Bijan Robinson. It's just a knock on the the running backs in general. Yeah. Well, let me run a, you were talking quarterback, not to stray off Bijan too hard, but uh, you know, let's say this scenario shakes out, right? You get Bryce young one to the Panthers, the Texans go defense, the Cardinals go defense, the Colts take Richardson. That leaves the lions and Seahawks to go, with another position as well. And then that seven, the Raiders, are they taking Stroud or Levis? I think you got to take Stroud. I, I don't know why. I'm unsure of why Stroud would fall that far. 
I mean, when you lay it out like that, I understand why. But yeah, um, I, I just don't really see a a world where CJ Stroud falls at past 103 unless Arizona just absolutely, you know, wants the whole Brinks truck backed up and <laughs> dumped onto their field. Like I, I just I don't see a, a world where where he falls past 103. I think Arizona absolutely has to to trade out of that spot and get as much draft capital back as possible. And just, I mean, you, you move back six, seven, eight, you know, all those guys, all those, te- all those teams need a quarterback. And so you're dropping back four to five spots and you're probably adding a, you know, a second round pick or a first round pick next year or something like that. Right. Yeah. Like I think these teams have to do that. So um, I, I, I would not, expect that to happen now if it does happen i think that they they take stroud and i think the falcons would not take levis i think if that happens then it's it's the levis watch mm-hmm. right like how far will will levis fall which right. you mentioned earlier um a little bit and talk through that a little bit but I, again i don't expect all that to happen i still think that somebody makes a move at three colts take a quarterback at four and then either the Falcons or the Raiders, one of those teams take the fourth quarterback. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's Levis is the one that we see a fall if any of them do make a fall. Yeah, I get uh, Musgraves got drafted. He was the three hundred three, uh, the three hundred three there. And then uh, <laughs> Quentin Johnson gives me Kevin White flashbacks. That's a really oh, good call. Man, that is like I hope he's not Kevin White, but. That's a that's a really good comp. It's nightmare. Big that's big nightmare body fuel. wide receiver just doesn't figure it out in the NFL. That is doesn't some nightmare fuel right there. Uh, Dan, let's wrap it up with uh, let's go back to our draft. I just wanted to touch on some of those rookies, but let's go back to our draft and and, and kind of talk through this a little bit and not completely ignore what we just did uh, with, <laughs> with the first round. Dan, as you look at this board, we come back around to round four, maybe in round five. Uh, what What's a guy or a couple of guys that you would probably be targeting, especially here at the front end of, of round four? Right. Well, for me in particular, right, I um, I didn't take any wide receivers, so I'd be looking at some of those guys. A.T. Perry was someone I mentioned earlier, and I misspoke. Um, I said Cincinnati. That's Tyler Scott who's out of Cincinnati, who's another guy that I would be looking at here. Um, A.T. Perry's actually out of Wake Forest. So those two guys coming around in round four, I would be keying in on one of those guys, which both of them would have been available for me had we gone into round four. Um, Those two for sure are guys that I'd be looking looking at. If I am in a situation where maybe I didn't take a tight end, like how some of these, these teams did, Musgrave, um, Washington Kincaid and Mayer all got drafted. If I'm in round four and I don't have a tight end, then I'm going after Laporta or Tucker Craft. Those are the guys that I'd be keying in on in uh, round four. Yeah, Tucker Craft was a guy I was going to bring up uh, potentially if he would fall to the back end of round four. Um, I don't know that he'll fall that far. I think it'll really depend on how many you know in your own drafts how many tight ends go early. But I, I like Tucker Craft. Could have came out last year. Um, he was highly recruited to uh, Alabama. So he's out of South Dakota State. So kind of a, a smaller school, obviously. 
but Alabama was trying to get him to enter the transfer portal and go to Alabama. So obviously very highly regarded athlete there. Uh, got hurt though, yeah, midseason. So that's really that's really suffered. You know, his his draft stock has suffered quite a bit from that. Uh, but again, you know, you get a guy like Tucker Craft, you put him on your bench, you put him at the end of your bench, you put him on your taxi squad if you have taxi squads, yep. whatever the case may be, and you wait two to three years. Maybe you get a guy like a Dallas Goddard or a TJ Hawkinson to kind of show up and be a mid, you know, mid tight end one, like a tight end five, right. tight end six, tight end seven, somewhere in there. Um, because the the athleticism is there, the route running is there. Tucker Craft's a guy that I like a lot too. Um, at the tight end position that I was kind of thinking about at the back end of round three. Uh, there's also one more quarterback that I don't mind just because he runs. I don't think he'll actually be a starting quarterback. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA oh, yeah. uh, runs a little bit. <clears throat> Again, I don't really expect him to have a starting gig though. Uh, but round four, round five, you might as well throw it out there and see what happens. Uh, maybe he does land in a spot and maybe a quarterback gets hurt or something and he can give you a couple right. weeks there. Uh, but I don't mind that just being a super flex here. Uh, uh, let me see. Before we get to the next one, Tyler says, talks of Arizona trading back to the Colts. And then again, and that is very interesting. The Colts mm-hmm. make the move to three to get the guy they want. So if the Colts move up to three, are they taking CJ Stroud or are they taking Anthony Richardson? Um, assuming the Texans go with defensive player, like we've been talking about, I feel like Richardson's a better fit for their offense. They seem to be a little more, I feel like they'd be a little more inclined to take him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a little bit more like a Jalen hurts than CJ Stroud is. Yep. Uh, Shane Steichen comes over from Philadelphia. Now I know how to say his name after (laughs) our mock draft on Monday night. Love it. All right, let's see here. Uh, okay, so we did three three picks of uh, three pick, three rounds of picks. I'm gonna ask the chat this as well. Chat, what was your favorite pick? What was the like the value pick? The pick that you're like, wow, that was a steal. It can't be the top five picks because those are automatic essentially at this point in time. <laughs> uh, but Dan, what what do you think? What pick carried the most value uh, in Man, the first I'm- three rounds? I'm kind of looking over everything and I want to look at the back end of the rounds because I feel like that's the, obviously the harder place to hit on some of these guys. Um, getting Darnell Washington, I will say if I'm looking at the top, the top end, Darnell Washington in round three, I think is great value. Um, as far as, you know, the skill set that he brings to the NFL has just pure size. Akine middle of of the second round getting drafted after Izzy and Zach Evans and um, Charbonnet, you know, we, you, you kind of alluded to him being as your number four running back. They've also taken Jalen Hyatt and uh, downs ahead of him. I don't, I don't think they, they carry more value than Akine. So I feel like that's a really good value pick as well. Um, the big head scratcher here is from the auto draft Stetson Bennett <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. But if you're looking at the value that these picks carry, I really like that. And um, you know, I, I kind of talked about it earlier, these tight ends, I think there's great value in, in taking one of these guys. If, if you can get them um, period. So yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of where I sit. Yeah. I, I a hundred percent agree with the Kine pick. Um, I did tell, you know, I kind of said that I would probably take 
you know, Akine fourth. I think I'd take Akine. If, if I were to go back and I knew that it was a, a, a linear draft and not a snake draft, I would have taken Akine. Like that was the guy I was going to take. The only reason I did it was because I was like, well, I want Hinden Hooker on the turn. Let me get in before the double tap, you know, and I didn't expect that sure shot was going to take two running backs. And I would, I would be happy with Charbonnet. They're kind of three and four together, um, yeah. you know, three, a three B, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I think Akine falling to two Oh seven seemed, uh, seemed a little bit interesting and, and a great value. I, I'm just not, I mean, we've already, we kind of, you know, beat the dead horse with Quentin Johnson and Jalen Hyatt, but, these running backs this year, I, I would rather see four running backs go in the, in the top, you know, 12 to 13 picks than six wide receivers in the top, you know, 15 picks. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that Akine was a really good pick here in the middle of the second round. Absolutely. <clears throat> so which of these guys in round two that were drafted, would you take in round one? Akine, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly who I would take. Um, I mean, I think that I wouldn't have taken Mayer in round one either. So in that case, I probably, I'm probably also moving. Um, right now, it's probably Quentin Johnston, but I think Jalen Hyatt with the right landing spot could could jump him pretty easily. And, and really, the draft capitals, kind of, you know, figuring out where that draft capital lands. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see, you know, a key, a up there instead of Hinton hooker. And then I wouldn't take mayor in the first round. I think he's probably better suited two Oh one to two Oh three range. Mm-hmm. And so that would slide one of these wide receivers up, uh, probably Johnston right now at one twelve. of the wide receivers. I'd say uh, in the second round, I'd say Johnston's the only one that I would slide up ahead of these guys. I was, supl- I was surprised, uh, this downs guy got taken so early in round two. That was definitely a shocker for me. I'd have Mims, Tillman, Mingo ahead of him for sure. And then, yeah, Musgrave, that was very surprising to me. Musgrave and Washington getting drafted after even some of these running backs. Like, I mean, we've talked about how deep the class is, right? Bigsby, Tajay Spears, they're they're quality guys, but I just feel like the value, the positional value with these tight ends is just so strong. And it's deep, right? Like, I mean, it's a deep class, and maybe that pushes them down a little bit. I think that, I mean, I could see all four of these guys going – I mean, I obviously already said I think May is a little high still, but I think I could see all four of these guys going in the second round. You know, I mean, Musgraves goes three or three, so of course he's close to the second round. Um, but, yeah, all four of those guys I think could go second round and and with some landing spots here. It, sometimes it doesn't even matter what the landing spot is. It's just the fact that we know there's a landing spot, so now <laughs> we're like a little bit more hyped about it. Um, so right. I could see some of those going up. And some of these, you know, Wide receivers, uh, just yeah, they're third, fourth round wide receivers. We got to <laughs> talk about them because we're a fantasy football show, but there's not a lot to them, you know. Right. Um, I, I'm just not excited about them. That is for sure. Dan, uh, question in the chat here: Thoughts on Evan Hull? Measurables and work ethic seem to be there for a solid sleeper. 
Uh, Evan Hull out of Northwestern, 5'10", 209 is mm. his height and weight. Uh, you have any idea about uh, Evan Hull? I don't have a ton of observations on him, mostly because I really, I mean, just from my fantasy football <laughs> research that I've been doing, I really haven't gone too far past, you know, the guys that were selected, honestly, like, you know, maybe Deuce Vaughn. I've looked into him a little bit, obviously being close to him because of K-State um, and those kinds of things. But Evan Hole, you know, t- truly haven't looked a whole whole lot into him. Um, he seems to have the measurables, right? 5'10". That's actually pretty good size for a running back over 200. <clears throat> I'd have to look a little bit more into him to to know for sure. So he, he is definitely a pass-catching back. Um, so landing spot's going to ha- uh, happen or, you know, need to happen there. Uh, 1,000 rushing yards in 2021, 913 in 2022, 546 receiving yards with the 17 17- percent um target share so i like that but this is this is what i don't like um let me pull this tweet up because this is this is to me is is the is the whole thing um that pull up here okay uh percentage of fantasy football top 12 qb tight end and top 24 rb wide receiver by draft round regardless of experience from 2013 to 2022 PPR points scoring eight games minimum. Seventy percent of the top performing fantasy scorers were originally drafted inside the top three rounds across all positions. So that's a day one or day two pick. And so when we talk about a guy like Evan Hall, and you want to talk sleeper, yes, sleepers absolutely they happen, right? We're we're gonna we'll probably have a whole show on some sleepers, and we want to get excited for them. But draft capital is going. You know, the research shows draft capital matters. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see the bar graph. There's still percentages here in rounds four, five, six, and seven. Um, here, there we go. Uh, you know, it still de- definitely happens, you know, running backs and, and whatnot, but it's pretty clear we need top three round draft capital. And I don't expect Evan Hall to, to get top three round draft capital. Yeah, certainly not. I'm, and, you know, with those sleeper guys, if you're only doing four rounds, you know, there's a chance you could pick them up <clears throat> off waivers or whatnot. Yeah. If, if they, if you don't, you know, if they don't get drafted. Um, but yeah, I mean, Put them on a taxi of, squad, right. See what happens. Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, the, this was a really good tweet by Ian Hartz. And um, when I saw that come through, I was like, Oh man. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I want to have that in the back pocket for tonight. <laughs> Of the guys that weren't drafted tonight, you know, I really like um, Kenny McIntosh as a sleeper out of Georgia. Um, you know, that's definitely someone I've looked into. Deuce Vaughn, I mentioned him already. And then um, I've seen some stuff about Dwayne McBride out of UAB as well as a potential guy um, that could get picked up in that fourth round. So, <clears throat> you know, just kind of looking at it that way. Um, of those three guys that kind of are at the top of these rookie dynasty league rankings, I'd say Kenny McIntosh, just because he comes out of Georgia, played in the SEC, uh, maybe has a little bit of a higher ceiling for for NFL play. Um, you bring up, uh, you bring up Deuce Vaughn. I gotta say, you know my my seven year old is 
really adamant that the Chiefs draft Deuce Vaughn because Deuce Vaughn has become his favorite college player. Yeah. Um, he's got a Deuce Vaughn jersey, so he really oh, wants to play it. in Kansas City. I'm like, hey, I'll take Deuce Vaughn in Kansas City. Um, I think they have enough small backs, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> Come on down, you know. Uh, hey, but, yeah, I think, you, I think you said it pretty well with some of these other running backs here. Um, Downs is pretty small, 5'10", 170. Yeah, yep. these smaller guys, especially, you know, at the, the wide receiver position, like, I don't know. I, I'm just not, I'm not excited about these wide receivers That's, anyway. So that reminds me of uh, Dexter McCluster's measurables. He was yeah. about that size uh, when he came out of Ole Miss and basically was just a, our punt returner, all pro, but. <laughs> Yeah, that just kind of speaks to the class. I feel like there's a lot of undersized guys in this class for wide receiver. Like, you know, Quentin Johnston is getting a lot of hype here because of his measurables, because how tall he is. And that's because there's really not a lot of other guys that are bringing the height. Yeah. Cedric Tillman is a little bit. Um, I think Booty's like 6'2". Um Maybe Bingo is one of those other taller guys, but outside of that, you know, everyone's kind of like in the five. I mean, Zay Flowers five nine. Everyone else in like the five ten and five eleven range. They're all very similar types of receivers as yeah. well. Yeah, Tillman's six three two fifteen. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, so he's got. But yeah, they're all very very similar. Um, you know, we're we're all really just waiting on on uh, Marvin Jones. So Mar who, who's the uh, – is it Marvin Jones? Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison. I don't know why I was thinking Jones, but, yes, <laughs> Marvin. So I was thinking Jr., Marvin Jones Jr., but, yes, Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> We're all really just waiting on him. Absolutely, uh, man. I'm I'm pumped for that. Yeah, Tyler's right. Not a lot of Calvin Johnson's T.O., Randy Moss in the NFL. The NFL likes the small, speedy guys anyways. Obviously, the Chiefs love that. Um yeah, we're talking 6'3", 208. You know, Clinton Johnson is a big, big-time receiver. So right. um, hopefully there. But They're not all going to be built like DK Metcalf and That's Adrian. right. Not, not these <laughs> days. Not in these days. I say uh, we can close her out if you are uh, – unless you have it. anything else with rookies. I I, I think this was, this was a really fun exercise to do right before the draft, just kind of talk through these rookies. Uh, we'll have plenty to talk about after the draft. That is for sure. And we'll be we'll be on the week right after the draft. So that works out pretty well yeah. um, for us there. We'll get on here. We'll we'll probably spend the entire, you know, hour, hour and a half just talking landing spots and kind of how we feel about where these guys are. But uh, for me, you know, you all can uh, find me, Anthony Richardson, truther, Trey Lance, truther. <laughs> On Twitter at Trevor S underscore FF. Uh, I'll, I'll continue to do some stuff for Bite Size. We're doing some some video editing. I'm, I'm working on um, pulling some highlights from that Monday's NFL mock draft. I'm going to try to get that out by this weekend uh, just to have some fun there, just kind of pull different um, reactions and different picks. We're just not going to be all 31 picks again, but just a <laughs> kind of a compilation of some highlights from that. So be looking forward to seeing that come out on Bite Size Sports. And, of course, subscribe and hit the, the notification bell so you are notified any time any of us go live. And I'll just plug it one last time. Join our Discord. I put in the chat earlier. Join our Discord. Come over there. 
chat it up with us. We have our own ADP mm-hmm. channel if you want to do, you know, just talk fantasy football. But right. we also have NFL. We have just NBA. We've got it all. So come on over and join the fun in in the bite size sports Discord. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, and we'll we'll enjoy the draft next week too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And as the season gets closer, that ADP Discord is going to be a good place for you to bounce fantasy questions off of us, starts and sits, that kind of thing. Really looking for it to be a, a, a fantasy football community in addition to, you know, alerting you when our shows are coming up and whatnot and, and making sure that we can help you even when we're off the camera. So, um, yeah, absolutely. definitely join the Discord. Uh, you can follow me, Derek Henry sympathizer and James Robinson supporter Dan at Dan hey, Rob <laughs> Dan underscore TF40 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check out my other show that we'll uh, we're gonna start doing some more episodes. We've been on a hiatus a little bit since the season ended. We'll be back after the draft has wrapped. The fastest forty at the fastest underscore forty on Twitter. Follow ADP at ADP podcast underscore F. F, so you can see all of those episode links after the show drops. And then, of course, follow our presenters, Bite Size Sports, at Bite Size underscore sports. Hope you guys enjoyed the show, and we'll be looking forward to uh, covering the draft with you guys. Enjoy your night. I need to know everything. Who in the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George, I hop in the Porsche, five and a horse, I'm ready for war, I'm coming for throws to turn to a ghost, I need to know everything. Now you'd be surprised at the info you get is by letting them talk, so I'm letting them.